Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. Last week in John in Acts chapter 8, verse 1, we left off eight, and that the church basically was being persecuted. And Paul was on a mission to destroy the church. But his name was Saul. Later he would be converted in the next chapter, but but Saul, who later became the Apostle Paul, never forgot the way that Stephen died. And he also didn't conceal that he was in full agreement with the killing. And so we see God's promises in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that for his people all things will work together for good. Even though Paul was struggling against the work of the early church, and the church was experiencing its worst persecution, up to that time, it was this struggle that would eventually lead Paul, the man who wrote at least half of this Bible, the New Testament, to etern- enter to eternal life. And so he could be able to go to heaven and receive Jesus Christ and return to heaven. Listen, it's amazing because the New Testament is full of nuggets, man. So. We're going to see the church being scattered, but you know what? Listen, scattering's good. It's the seeds being thrown out so that they can grow and that they can spread God's word. And so, as believers, we have to understand how important it is that God has a purpose in our life and He can scatter us for a reason, for a season, so that other peoples can grow with what God has given us. God bless you guys, man. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this book of Acts chapter 8. Lord, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, you teach us, Father, in Jesus' name. Welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. I'm Pastor Joseph. Listen, last week was pretty radical, man. I was was on fire, man. It's, you know, man, it was, it really made my day just to preach on God's love and mercy and to continue to grow in His grace. Listen, it's about growing in His Word, man. And God loves you guys. And so as we study chapter 8, we're going to see how the Holy Spirit now is going to start working big time in this early church, this radical church that still exists. And we're going to see Philip's missionary journey and how the journey of Philip, you know, it's significant because the response to his preaching in Samaria brought Peter and John there to minister to the new converts, man. And Philip followed divine instruction to travel into this wilderness road that runs south from Jerusalem to Gaza, baptizing uh, the Ethiopian uh, Enoch on the way. Afterwards, Philip's preached along the coastal plains right there from uh, uh, Astus. To Caesarea, and it's it's amazing to see. We're gonna see, man. God's gonna be glorified again. He always does, man. I'm excited. Listen, God is in love with you guys, man. And Jesus, Jesus is He's everything. But we're gonna talk about how we're gonna get into this, man. Let's just get into it. Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Listen, now Saul was consenting to the death at the time of great persecution. At at, at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the region, the region of Judea, Samaria, except the apostles. And devoted men carried Stephen to his burial. Last week, we talked about how he was, he was, you know, martyred for, for his faith in Christ. 
and and how important it was. And they took him out of the city walls because they weren't allowed to kill. Uh, after the court, after the the Sanhedrin voted, they weren't allowed to stone you to death inside the walls. So they took him outside the walls. And they did the dirty work outside the walls. It was too holy for them to bur- to murder Stephen inside the walls, so they'd rather take him out. So that's what that was about. However, listen, it's amazing because things happen for a reason. But they but but verse two says, "And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him." And remember, Saul he witnessed this, and it it touched him. He never forgot about this. He never forgot about the death of Stephen, ever. And so God allowed this because you're going to see him, a man full of hate, become full of greatness. Listen, I want you to understand something because verse 3 says that, that as for Saul, he made havoc of the church. And now, Havoc isn't a good word, man. It's it's a it's a nasty word, but he made it in the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. We gotta understand something. People get upset because they want Jesus. You may think, man, you're crazy. No, listen. People get upset because I believe the one who barks the loudest will you know get the one who Barks the loudest, you know, you throw that rock in there and they're the ones who want it the most. I believe this. The Lord has spoken to me about this and we can see it through the Bible. So we're going to see Saul be converted into Paul and great things are going to happen. Are you guys ready, man? I'm excited. Get your seatbelts on, man. I was driving by (laughs) Magic Mountain the other day. Uh, Well, this Magic Mountain place, not the other day, a long time ago. And wow, just to see these roller coasters take off. But if we get into the spiritual roller coaster, we can see how Jesus is going to work in us like radically, man. And you're going to see how he works through Paul today radically and how he stops him. And we're going to learn why he stops him and how God wants to stop you in your tracks. And you may be thinking, wow, what are you talking about? Listen, God wants to stop you where you're at because he loves you. You may be thinking, what do you mean, pastor? Listen, it's like this. When you're not listening to the Lord and you're out of line and you're not doing the things that God has called you to do, the wager of sin equals death, but God will God will spank you. God will spank you because he loves you. He chastens the ones he loves. Here we're going to see Saul get converted because he persecuted God. And you're thinking, how? He didn't persecute. Well, God's going to show him because when you persecute believers, you persecute God. You know, havoc is a bad word, but listen, he made havoc and it describes a wild boar, like a raging boar, like a, you know, them wild pigs you see over there in the, in the, in the, in the woods, but it, it's, it's something in an attempt to destroy. Saul had all the legal papers he needed to direct this persecution and he had the authority to put people to death and Saul was arresting the Christians. He was arresting men and women, taking them to prison because he was hurt, okay? There's a void. Listen, people, believers, everybody has a void in their heart. Some people fill it with women. Some people fill it with booze. Some people fill it with uh, whatever it is that separates you from the love of God. Listen, Saul 
was separated from the love of God. It was the law. It was the law. He was stuck in the law. The law, the law, the law, the law. Work my way. Work my way. God says you can't work your way to heaven. It's a free gift. Listen, you don't need to work your way. It's by His grace and mercy. Listen, you can walk around this world all you want. You're never going to get clean unless you surrender. It doesn't matter what you do. You can pretend to be somebody or else, somebody you want to be. It doesn't matter. You're not going to ever have peace unless you have Jesus Christ. And you, 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 you may think to yourself, I could do it. I could do it. Oh, I'm going to learn from this one. I'm going to learn from that one. You can't learn from anything because you've never had Jesus Christ in your heart. If you've had him in your heart and you received him and you were baptized by the Holy Spirit, you would know that that is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. God wants to show you the fruit, not the rottenness. And so Paul, the apostle, was Saul. He's going to become Paul. And we're going to see what happens when we wager with sin, especially with sorcery, with, with magical stuff, things that, that are not of God. And so Saul, man, he's going to try to make havoc, but it's not going to, God's not going to allow it. Listen to what God does to him. Watch this. Are you guys ready? Here we go. So verse 3 says, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, verse 4 says, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. There it is. There's the adversity. The scatteredness happened. We don't believe sometimes things are happening to us for reasons, but it happens because God's in control and he knows. The scattering was was made for a reason, so people would get the the Lord Jesus in their heart. Verse 5 says, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and and preached Christ to them. Listen to verse 6. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoke, spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. The miracles. Listen, God wants to do miracles in your life. You know, people think the Bible is just a piece of paper. Well, it's just a Bible. It's been sitting in the library for 2,000 years. No, man. <laughs> Go back to the library. Look, turn your TVs off. Turn off your TVs. Turn off your radio. Well, don't turn off this radio station, but radio, especially radio.com. Listen, keep radio.com on, all right? And iHeartRadio. Whatever this program's on, keep it on. But people think that the Word of God is not real. It's just a paper, man. It's real. God's Word is real. In the beginning was the Word, First John and the Word was God, and it dwelt among us. Listen, it didn't say the Word was a God. It says was God, is God. Jesus Christ is the Word. It's living like a plant. And God wants to bless you. He wants to give you miracles. But we as believers won't stop and trust in Him. Well, I do, Pastor. I'm not saying you. I'm saying... Other believers, some believers, don't know how to trust God. They don't know how to depend on the Father. They don't know how to depend on what's next, how it's going to work out. And so they dabble. They, they, they get led away by the devil. Satan whispers in their ears. We talked about this last week. Satan whispers in their mind that they're no good. They're never going to get married. 
They're never going to have a girlfriend. They're never going to have a boyfriend. You're never going to have a job. You're never going to finish college. You're never going to finish anything. You're going to be last. Well, good, because the Bible says those who are last shall be first. Amen. Listen, we as believers got to stand up because Satan wants to single us out, solo us out, isolate us, put us on an imaginary island and beat us in our brain. He's a condemner, a liar. He doesn't want you to know that Jesus loves you. And so this is what he does. He stirs up Saul. He's stirring him up because Saul's mad. He wants attention so bad. He wants Jesus so bad. Oh, I want it. I want it. I want it. So I'm going to beat and kill and murder and put him in prison. But really, he wants it. Don't be afraid of people. Be bold. Like that hot sauce, bold. Get bold. Throw some bold sauce on your food. Get out there for Jesus. Say, look, I know you're hurting. God loves you, and so do I. Listen, you want to know something? Go out and pray for people. It, it works. Listen. Listen. Now, I know I say listen a lot, but it's because we need to listen. Verse 7 says, For unclean spirits, they were there. But I want to take you back because verse 6 says, In the multitudes with... With one accord, with one accord, they were with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip. They were together, not singled out by the devil. Listen, <coughs> excuse me. Spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles, which he did. Verse 7, ready? For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed. You know why they were possessed? I'll tell you why they were possessed. They were possessed like like so many Americans and so many Chinese and so many humans, so many, every race were all equal. So many were possessed by sin. Listen, this is why I wanted to preach this. I'm excited because the unclean spirits were crying with a loud voice. They came out of many who were possessed because they played with sin. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Listen, but there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city, and he astonished the people of Samaria. Oh, wow, magic trick. Yeah, sure. Listen, he was claiming that he was someone great. You, know, you, you see that today? People come up and say, oh, I'm so great. Look at me. Oh, yeah, right. It's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. Listen, verse 10 says, To whom they all gave heed from the latest to the greatest, saying, This man is the greatest power of God. Verse 11 says, And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. We see that in the church. We see, we see believers, they come into the church and they, Oh, look at this. Look at that. They try to buy things and give, do things and Impress people. Dude, you don't got to impress nobody. Be yourself. We don't need magical sorcery, demonic stuff. It brings demonic, opens demonic doors. We don't need it. Listen to this. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, see, here's where things change. Jesus does. 
But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Listen. Simon also, listen to this, Simon himself also believed, because though this man was baptized, he had a long way to go in, Christ, in Christianity doctrine, man, and personal growth. So some people believe that Peter's words in, this, in verse 21 indicates that Simon's confession, confession and baptism were not genuine. But, you know, we can't do that to people. We can't see people and say, okay, yeah, I've seen him with his lips confessing Jesus, but he's living a different lifestyle. We can't condemn him if we see him slip up. We don't know people's hearts. There's a lot of people who mess up in this life. They continue that same sin because that's their struggle. We've got to show God's grace, mercy, and love and pray that the Holy Spirit in them, that they, they allow that to, to change them. Listen, listen. Verse 14 says, Now, when the apostles were at Jerusalem, they heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Uh-oh. They got Peter and John coming now. Ready? Listen to this. Whom they, had, whom they had come down, prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16. For as, he, for yet, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. This is the number one Deal. So Simon saw the Holy Spirit was given, but the text does not really indicate what exactly Simon saw. But the gift of tongues was assigned to the nation of Israel. If you look at 1 Corinthians 14, 20. But, you know, this is, this is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is where our lives change. I want to hit this hard because... You know, Peter and John were the official messengers from Jerusalem to tell the Samaritans, to telling the Samaritans what had occurred at the Pentecost. Remember that? So the Samaritans had to know that salvation came from the Jews, but the Jews in turn had to understand that the same salvation had come to the Samaritans. Jesus said said that in John seventeen. So. They needed to understand that Jesus was the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But God demonstrates to both sides that they would be united together as a church. And so we see that today a lot of believers in a lot of churches are not united. They're divided. And so we as believers must be united no matter what. So what I'm trying to say here is the Holy Spirit, it the Holy Spirit serves as as a a unifier. It, he 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 unifies us believers together like he did the Samaritans and the Gentiles into one body. So we see the Lord Jesus. You know, we see this, and basically Peter later he preached to the Gentiles. But they, they, they basically believed and received the gift of the Holy Spirit without laying on the hands. But Because it served as a sign of the Jews that the same gift was being given to the Gentiles as well. So there's no, there's no partiality with God. He's straight just. So listen to this. 
I don't want to get into the college fact of it, man. You know, I start getting back into the college stuff and the and the point extra guru. Now I want to get into Jesus. <laughs> it's good to know this, man. Really, it is. I'm not harping on it. And you need to know this because that's growing in His Word. We're growing, and I'm going to address this stuff. But what we need to address is the sorcerer's sin and what sin does to us. It causes division. It isolates us. It separates us from God, the love of God. And listen, we need to understand that you can study the Bible all you want and get real fat-headed knowledge and know the Word of God. Oh, yeah, and I know the Word. But but what are you doing for Jesus Christ, honestly? What are you doing for God? I'm the library for Jesus, and I know every verse. Who cares, dude? I, 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 I know the Bible, too. But are we living it? Are we addressing these issues in our own lives? Are we working out our own salvation? Are we, well, you're judging me. No, no, listen. We get all these CIAs in action, Christians in actions. They think they're, you know, they're going to solve all the problems. And this is the problem with the division today. They, you know, they're all puffed up in the head and they want to go into the church and straighten it out. Oh, I got it all straightened out right here in my head. Dude, the church is an ER, like an ER, man. It's like a hospital. You get in, you get out, you get patched up, you get out. But you, you and you and you you use the gifts that God gave you. Here we're seeing the book of Acts explode. And we're seeing Peter and John work for the Lord. But verse 17 says, Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. That's the problem today. Nobody wants to really, really receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, I keep messing up and I keep getting in trouble. I keep falling and I keep I keep going back to the same sin. I keep I keep I I I I I keep you are failing because you are not obedient and God desires obedience. I'm not going to tickle your head this morning with all these scriptures. I'm going to just lay it out there. Obedience. God desires obedience. Because this is what subjects this is what gets us back into the word. It gets us back into who we are for Christ and where we are in Christ and what Christ wants to do in us. This is the problem. We get into ourselves and we lose focus on what God wants to do in our own lives. God can fix all your problems. I I I I, I promise you. Go to him. Get on your knees and say, Lord Jesus, take the pain from me. Take this from me. He will comfort you. Even Jesus said, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And God comforted him that night. Before he was crucified, God comforted him. He can comfort you. But we got to use these gifts and receive the Holy Spirit. That's the key. Are you? Do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Because you keep going back, you keep going back, you keep going back. It's like it's like it's like making a deal. It's like telling God you're a liar. I'm sorry. You sin and then you do it again. Oh, that's not nice. You're saying His grace doesn't work. No, habitual sin doesn't work. Habitual sin doesn't work. How do you know someone's saved? Well, they're habitual sinners. They're not saved. 
That's not fair. You're not God. You can't judge. No, it's not a matter of judging. It's, it's, it's fruit inspection. It's like when you go through these state lines. You got any fruit in your car? We're stopping here at the Department of Agriculture. Uh, you got any fruit in your car? Uh, <laughs> everyone's all scared. Anybody got any tomatoes or, or bananas in the car? Man, don't shh. No, the dude's not going to take your fruit. Well, he's going to take it, but he's not going to take you to jail. He's just going to say you can't have that. But it's the fruit. If you've received Jesus, you're going to have fruit in the car. You're going to have fruit in your life. You're going to have fruit, fruit, fruit. That's how you know someone's saved. You're not going to be habitually sinning, going out and partying, going out with men, going out with women, Trying to cover that void in your heart because you're really, truly not really saved. You don't, or you're not, it's not that you're saved. It's just that you're not, you're not born, you've not, you've not received the Holy Spirit. You've not been plugged in the gospel. You need to plug in it, growing in his word. Continue to listen to these sermons because it's important. Listen, we need to read it together. Everything that I'm reading, it's the word of God. You're reading the word of God with me. Verse by verse, listen. And when Simon saw that, through the lying, laying, uh, laying on the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money. He was saying, give me this power also that anyone, saying that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, <laughs> we don't want your money, Benny Hen. All you false pastors. We don't want your money. Your money perish. He said, look at, look what, look what, well, he didn't say that, but this is what I, verse 20 is what he said. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money? Oh my God, wow, that is amazing. Jesus is free. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent. There it is. Verse 22, repent. And that's what believers need to do when they're sinning. Repent, move on, get the grace, mercy, and don't do it again. And be bold. Receive the Holy Spirit. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps... The thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Verse 23, For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Look at what's going on today. Wow, amazing. That's incredible. It's everyone's bitter today. I see it. Pastor, wow, that's, you're really on a good one. No, listen, verse verse uh, 22 says repent, but it says they're bitter. Their heart is bitter. We see this today. Satan wants you bitter. He hurt me. I was in the church in a Bible study and the guy said something that hurt my feelings. Oh, whoopee-dee. Feelings will lead you astray. And it did. And now you're bitter. God says, don't go off of the off your feelings because they change. But go to the word of God because it never returns void. Listen, you're hurt. I get it. Now you're bitter. Now you're not going to church anymore. Now your kids are suffering. Now your family's suffering. Now you're going back to who you used to be. It's not fun anymore, huh? 
Now look at your life. You're judging me. No, it's a fact. I'm a pastor. I get, I get millions of emails. I'm not going to read them. Because it's, it's against the law. But we as believers must stay together. Yes, we're scattered, but we're together. And Jesus brings us together because every human race is equal. Every human race. God doesn't see color. He doesn't. He sees our heart. And our hearts are the same. Our blood is the same. Our lives are a choice. And I'm saying to you right now, listen, do you want to choose Jesus? Because, you know, we're going to stop right here in verse 24. I'm going to read it. Then Simon answered and said, pray to the Lord for me that none of, of, of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many villages of Samaritans. This is the fact. God loves you. He wants you to change. He doesn't want you isolated by the devil. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this, this, this whole day, Father. We pray that anyone that doesn't know you, Lord, they come and they say, I'm tired. I'm tired of being isolated. I'm tired of being bitter. I'm tired of being brokenhearted. I want to get back to what I used to be, Father. A man of God, a woman of God. I want to know you, Lord. This is what we need, Father. We pray for the people, the, the, the non-believers and the believers right now. That they come to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for coming back to Growing in His Word, man. Listen. Next week, we're going to talk about Christ, how he's preached to the Ethiopians in verse 26. And we're going to get into <laughs> how Paul, man, is going to get radical soon. The, you know, we're coming up to, to nine. We're coming up to nine, man. We're going to, we're going to start in, 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 in verse 26. And we're, going to start, and we're going to go into nine. We're going to see Damascus, man, the road, how Saul's going to be converted. And we're going to see how, wow, how, how, how Paul's going to preach Christ, man. How, it's going to be radical, man. Thanks for growing in his word. You can go to, go to, go log in to growinginhisword.com. We're on radio.com. We're on uh, iHeartRadio. Beautiful channels. Listen, log in. We're everywhere, man. You can't get rid of growing in his word because we love you guys. God bless you, man. You have a wonderful, wonderful week. And remember, Jesus loves you guys, man, and so do I.